Hello and welcome to Eddie's Written Canada. Did you know that when you are happy, you are actually healthier? It is true. When the Bible says a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones, it supports the scientific evidence that white blood cells develop in yellow bone marrow. This is significant because white blood cells are probably the most important part of your immune system because they are a whole collection of different cells that work together to destroy bacteria and viruses. Solomon was inspired to write this verse because it's true. A merry heart does do good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Science has discovered that happiness does equal healthiness. In one study, researchers gave volunteers a survey to measure their levels of happiness. And then they injected them with, get this, a strain of the coronavirus. A week later, the individuals who were happier before the start of the study had fought off the flu virus much better than the less happy individuals. They didn't just feel better either. They actually had fewer objective symptoms of illness as measured by doctors, less sneezing, coughing, inflammation and congestion. So it's true, happiness is good for you. Both the Bible and science proves this. So the real question is where do we find this happiness? Today on It Is Written Canada you will meet Bailey Mueller and other healthcare enthusiasts who will share with you practical, effective ways you can experience more joy and happiness in your life. Welcome again to It Is Written Canada. Today on our show, we will be speaking to our good friend, Bailey Mueller. Bailey is a personal trainer, lifestyle health coach, and health enthusiast who happens to be in charge of our social media at It Is Written Canada and a health podcast. Along with Bailey, other healthcare professionals will share with you some effective ways that you can get more joy into your life. Bailey, welcome to It Is Written Canada. It's good to be here. So take us into the research. What does the research tell us about the health benefits of a person feeling happy and joyful? It's actually super interesting because as I was looking more into it, um, there are two different directions that happiness can take in affecting your health. It can take a direct route or an indirect route. And what I mean by that, so for example, the direct route would be that happiness actually directly impacts your cortisol levels. So it'll lower it. Uh, happiness also will affect your sleep. It helps you sleep better than the average unhappy person and it affects your immunity. So like you mentioned at the beginning, if you gave someone a shot, um, 
happier people tended to fare three times as good or better than the unhappy people overall in their recovery. And then indirectly, it affects your health and promotes healthy uh, habits. So a healthy person is more likely to eat fruits and vegetables. And we know that a healthy diet is healthy. And they're more likely to exercise. Um, I think the actual numbers were they exercised over 10 hours a week more than the unhappy person, which is quite substantial. And then back to unhappy people just don't sleep as well, which has a whole host of effects. So all in all, happiness has an all-encompassing approach to affecting our health. And Bailey, can you tell us what the Bible says about the health benefits of being joyful or happy? You actually mentioned one of the verses that I wanted to share already, but I want to share it again. It's Proverbs 17:22, that a merry heart does good like a medicine and a broken spirit dries the bones. And science has proven that multiple times. But other verses that struck me were Nehemiah 8:10, that says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that makes me think, so what is God's joy? And I think we'll touch on that later, but God's joy is our strength. And then in Proverbs 12, it also says that anxiety of the heart causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. And that just spoke to me so much because when we are depressed, we need a good word. That good word can come from a friend, it can come from family, and it can come from God's word, which is the good word. And that will make us happy, which as we already know, happiness leads to health. So if you say, okay, I want to be happy. Can I make myself happy by choosing to be happy? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> I know that that's been a question that a lot of researchers have been trying to figure out too. Like, what constitutes happiness? Can we actually be happy just by choosing it? There was a lady, a professor from the University of Toronto named Brett Ford, and she had discovered that the Easterners the answer was yes. So that would be the Chinese and the Filipinos and counter and of the like. And the Westerners, which is us Canadians and our American friends in this area, the answer was no, they couldn't make themselves happy. And so this baffled her a little bit and she wanted to get to the root of it. Like, why is this the case? Why can Easterners make themselves happy, so to speak, and Westerners can't? So she conducted a study and had the two various groups and showed them a picture. And this first picture was a crowd of people and a leader standing at the front. And the Westerners described the strength and the leadership and the abilities of that leader. And the Easterners, when they looked at the picture, they described the strength and the unity of the group. And she was like, wow, that's so interesting. So she showed them another picture. And in this picture, there's a whole bunch of sad faces and one smiling face. The question was, is this person happy? And the Westerners were like, of course, of course that face is happy. It's smiling. That means, you know, smile means happy. And the Easterners said, there's no way that man can be happy because everyone else is sad. So they would make this person sad. It must be they're just putting on a show. And these responses that she was getting in just blew her away and she realized that us in the West tend to have this mindset of it's all about me. 
Whereas in the East, it's all about us. It's the collective, it's the group, it's the unity. And I believe that this follows Jesus' example. When he was on earth, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And I believe that encompasses the verse I shared earlier, Nehemiah 8.10, that says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. This is Jesus' joy, is serving others. And when we adopt that as our joy, it's only then that we'll experience true happiness. It's not going to be, I want to be happy, so I'm going to do this and this and buy this and this, and then I'll be happy. It's never fruitful. So let's talk about gratitude and expressions of gratitude. Does that affect your health and your happiness? This, so when I was in working at an academy out in British Columbia, I came across this verse that said, the works of the Lord establish your thoughts, something along that line. And I was so intrigued. I'm like, but I thought it's your thoughts that then affect your works. But it was worded the other way. So I'm like, okay, so that means we can do something that'll affect our thinking. So I wanted to conduct an experiment <laughs> and working at a high school, I could do that. I had lots of people that I could reach out to to be my uh, <laughs> participants. And I put it out there for them to sign up. Had lots of people sign up, so I split them into groups. And one of the groups that I put them into was writing three things you were thankful for every day why you were thankful for them, and how you would picture life if you didn't have those things. And then there were two other groups. One was speaking positively, and the other was writing a thank you note to someone every single day. So at the beginning of this experiment, the very unprofessional experiment that I conducted, <laughs> I had everyone do a uh, survey at the beginning. And it was just a personal inventory of your happiness score. So there was no, nothing scientific about it, it's just perceived. They took the test and then they were on this one month plan that I had for them where they had to do this task every day. And I'll cut to the chase, at the end there was, or halfway through, there was a student that came to me and she's like, this isn't working. It's not, I, like, I don't understand what you're making me do, but this sucks. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, can you show me, she was in the gratitude uh, group, can you show me your journal? So she brought it to me and she set it in front of me and I noticed that she had three lines of things she was thankful for and pages of things that were going wrong and that she hated and that were annoying her or stressing her out. I'm like, okay, I know I said only three things you were thankful for, but I also want you to try to exclude some of these negative pages you have here. Try to just keep it positive. And so she continued the next two weeks. And at the end, she came to me. She's like, I don't know what you did to me, but I feel so good. <laughs> she's like, I got free labor, which is she was late enough to enough appointments that she had some disciplinary action. So she had to do something. And she was singing on the way to go do this task. And she's like, I don't know. I don't sing when I have to do like bad things. And she's like, but it's so different. And she took her test again at the end. And her scores were the highest out of, I mean, out of any group. All of the groups got better, um, but hers was exponential. And that just showed me like, yes, there are things that you can do, especially gratitude and keeping track of it, writing it down actually does make a difference because your thoughts are kind of elusive. They're not very concrete. So when you write down the things you're thankful for every day so faithfully, 
it opens your eyes to how good God is. There's a new field in science emerging called the science of gratitude. In fact, a book was written by Brandon Kelly called The Science of Happiness. And it shows that when we are actually grateful and when we have this thankful spirit, it actually is contagious. What we also found is that in the science of gratitude, it actually has a synchronized activation of certain regions of the brain where it lights up certain parts of uh, the structures of our brain. Part of that actually has to do with helping stimulate the brain to release serotonin and dopamine, which are part of the pleasure pathways of the brain. So it's amazing what gratitude can do. Thankfulness can actually light up that part of the brain and actually promote our wellness and well-being overall. So I really believe that it's important that we take some time every day to find at least one thing, if not more, to be thankful for. If we start our day on the note of thankfulness or gratitude, no matter what happens to us during the day, we have a reference point that we can go back to. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And there's one more verse I like also, Psalm 30 verse 5, that tells us that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So every new morning, we can experience joy and happiness and find something to be thankful for. Let's move um, from just thanksgiving to what I like to call thanks living. Hi, I'm Arlette Susanna. And this is my sister-in-law. Hi, I'm Kathy. Mood and food really go together and they affect each other, right? And there's something about uh, enjoying a, a meal with family and friends, but when it comes to dessert, that's a whole different level. It really creates joy in people. But the wrong types of desserts mm. can really create problems in the long run, especially desserts that are made with refined sugars, unbleached flour. So yeah. today we're gonna show you a no-bake, they're actually called donut holes, so they're kind of like <laughs> Timbits, but a healthy version using natural sweeteners. So let's get to it. So right here we have already um, dates that have been processed. There's a cup of dates here. And then we also have a cup of raw cashews. You can use raw walnuts as well, or a combination of the two. We have here almond flour, and that's three quarter cup almond flour here, and a third of a cup coconut flour. That's right, yeah. And for your wet ingredients, we have four tablespoons of lemon juice, which is pretty much the juice of a full lemon, as well as the zest of that lemon, should add up to about a tablespoon of lemon zest. Then we have two and a half tablespoons of chia seeds, and then two teaspoons of uh, beautiful natural vanilla. We're gonna okay. go ahead and add the cashews. Okay. As well as the cashews. both flowers. So you have your coconut flour and your almond flour. And then you process that, pulsing it for about 20 to 30 seconds until you get a fine meal. Just, yeah, just a little bit more. Just to make sure, let's check. So you don't want it to get into a butter. Yeah. Just process it so there that it's a go. nice meal. Okay. Let's try it with the spatula. Yeah, check underneath if it's... Yep, oh. it's perfect. So you want the yeah. consistency mm -hmm. of uh, a fine meal, almost like a flour, mm -hmm. so that your cashews are blended in. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna add the processed dates back okay. into it, Here and then go. add our wet ingredients. So we're gonna go ahead and add the four tablespoons of lemon juice, as we mentioned. 
Let's add it all together. The zest, actually, if you can mm -hmm. let me borrow that, that would be Absolutely. helpful. Absolutely. Thank you. And so we have the lemon zest. It smells so fresh. Yeah. <laughs> and then the chia seeds and the vanilla. Let's see how this looks. And it looks like this. I don't know if you can see it very well, but it's a nice, thick, cakey mixture, even mm. though it's not baked. And that's the texture that the ground almond flour and coconut flour will give you. And we're going to scoop our mixture, our dough mixture, into Timbit size. Shape yeah. it into a nice little ball. <laughs> you roll it into a ball. It's a lot easier with the hands. Perfect. Until you have something like that. Okay, now we've brought our donut holes from the freezer. They're set, and now they're ready for our glaze. To make the glaze, it's quite simple. We're using four tablespoons of coconut oil that's been melted. Uh, you mm. can melt it just in some uh, warm water. Actually, and put it in. Yeah, you can put it in. A tablespoon of maple syrup, a tablespoon of lemon juice, and about a teaspoon of lemon zest, just to give it that nice, fresh flavor. You stir it in nicely, mm. and what we're going to do is we're basically going to Take each donut hole, dip it into the glaze, and set it back on the baking tray. And you're gonna repeat this process with each of the donut holes until they're all coated. And we're gonna put them back in the freezer to set for another 10 minutes or so until they're nicely set. Now, just as a note, you can eat the donut holes as is without glaze. You can add them, you can eat them with one coat of glaze, or you can just keep repeating the glazing and setting between uh, steps until the glaze is done, depending on how much of that uh, coating that you would like on them. But no matter how many times you put it, no you're still going to be enjoying a lovely, uh, guilt-free, naturally sweetened dessert that's no bake and that uh, you can enjoy uh, with your breakfast or even as a dessert. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning how to make these easy, tasty, guilt-free desserts. Try it at home and share. Enjoy. <laughs> Mm, that raw dessert really looks delicious. So Bailey, can you tell us what kind of food brings joy to your life? Uh, I have some guilty pleasures. <laughs> I mean, when, I, when you first asked that question, what came to mind is like chocolate, dried mango. I have a really sweet spot for dried mango. But <laughs> when I was actually looking into it, so sugar is generally what we turn to, sugar or carbs. That's what our idea of you know, a happy treat would be. But science actually shows something different. They did a study with 14 different varieties of fruits and vegetables and sweets as well. And it came out that vegetables actually give you the highest happiness boost, which is shocking to me because people think of broccoli and they're like, that's the last thing they want on their plate, right? <laughs> but it's the most la long lasting. Sugar and these sweet things that we love so much, they give you like an in the moment boost and then it quickly fades leaving you less happy later. But vegetables and fruits as well, when they're incorporated in a healthy diet and chosen well, um, reap benefits for years even. So you said earlier that serving others is actually a way in which I can choose to be happy mm -hmm. by serving someone else. So what about volunteering? How do people, how are they, their levels of happiness affected by volunteering? Initially, you may have this dread. <laughs> like, I have so much to do. It's the last thing on my plate. Like, I have this and this in the house. And, but 
But when you do go, not only do you feel better afterward because you've helped people, you've had some social engagement, you've moved, you got out of the, off the couch and out of your desk chair. There's actually a Harvard study, and this just blew me away. There's a Harvard study that said that volunteering once a week creates the same happiness level equivalent to doubling your annual salary. That's just insane. Like if you make $50,000 a year, you're now making $100,000 a year. And if your boss told you that tomorrow, I guarantee you'd have a big smile on your face. But unfortunately, that's not something we can control. But volunteering is something we can control. And not only does it make us happy, it benefits and makes other people happy too. So it's all around one of the best things you can do. So Bailey, what about people who express a faith? They express some kind of religion or spirituality. Are they happier than people who don't? And if so, why? Yeah, what comes to mind is what is expression? Is it a verbal expression? Like, I go to church. Is that what we're referring to? Or is it an expression of prayer? Is it an expression of singing? Because all of these things have benefits on your happiness and on your joy and on your health, um, but also the active things that people of faith do, like, I, like volunteering, like following Jesus' example and serving others. Um, all of these things have a very positive benefit to your overall happiness and to your health. Final question. Can you give us some practical strategies of how people can experience more joy in their lives? Yeah, as I mentioned, um, I have about six that takeaways that people can have. Um, the first one would be gratitude. We just need to be more thankful. We need to express it. We need to write it down. We need to share it. However, whatever method works best, whether it's writing three things or writing a thank you letter to someone every single day or once a week, however you want to do it, but that expression of gratitude will make a huge difference in your happiness. I can't go away for the second one without mentioning uh, exercise. As a personal trainer, I feel like it is my duty <laughs> to let you know that exercise will affect your happiness. It makes you more energetic. It makes you um, more positive. It affects your sleep, which is all encompassing. So getting outside, the third one would be nature, getting outside. I know we live such stress-filled, busy lives. And, you know, as I was preparing for this and my work and I'm planning a wedding, um, all of these things have kept me inside, on my computer, like night and day. <laughs> but I know for myself when I can disconnect and get outside and even just sit under a tree, <laughs> it doesn't have to even be exercising. But just being in nature, hearing the birds singing, closing my eyes and just letting go of the stresses that have been, you know, rattling around in my brain, it makes a huge difference. Number four would be um, social connections. So just like volunteering offers, getting out and being with people, serving specifically um, makes an even greater impact, but just meet new people. They'll challenge you in different ways. They'll grow you. They will, they'll make you laugh, <laughs> which in and of itself is a really huge blessing. And um, the fifth one would be spending time with God. Faith, you can't be happy without faith. The Bible says that happy are those whose God is the Lord. And so I know for myself, 
having the Lord in my life has dramatically changed who I am as a person. I can handle the stresses that come to me every day. And when I'm faced with a big issue or a big life event that comes my way, I can say, God, thy will be done. And that's not a dismissive thing. It's not like, okay, God, just do what you want. It's like, God, I trust you and I'm leaving this in your hands. And whatever the outcome is going to be, I know I'll be happy because you say you give good things to those who love and trust you. And I love and trust you. And I know you'll give me whatever is best. So it's a peaceful resignation that my faith gives me. And for our last, number six is smiling. And I remember um, I was working in the office one day with Renee and she asked me for a health nugget for our newsletter. And then we got talking about life and I sent her the health nugget and the health, the health nugget gave directions to go and smile. And she was having a stressful day. And so she, she literally was like, okay, I'm gonna go do it right now. And so she went to the bathroom. She said what it, you know, it was supposed to do. And she came back, she's like, I feel better. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, oh, that was the health nugget, but I'm glad it works for you. <laughs> so <laughs> the smiling health nugget that um, we shared on the newsletter that is so important is your brain doesn't actually know the difference between um, just the facial muscles making a smile or actually smiling genuinely. And so if you go into a bathroom and shut the door and you smile in front of the mirror, your brain registers that as you being happy because the muscles tell your br brain, oh, she's happy. And it'll release all of these happy chemicals in your body. So I'm really glad it worked for Renee. <laughs> I know it'll work for everyone else too. Just simply smiling. And even if you have to force it, you'll either look at yourself and think, you know, oh, this is stupid, or you'll look at yourself and laugh at yourself because you look funny, so. And that's what happened. It was the second <laughs> one, right? I remember going into the bathroom, closing the door and just, smiling and I was like oh no this looks so ridiculous and then I just burst out laughing and so I felt so much better afterwards so so Bailey unfortunately we have come to the end of our of our time with you but before I let you go I wonder if you could please pray for our viewers that they could experience more joy in their lives I'd be happy to let's bow our heads Lord Jesus we are so privileged to have such an awesome God who blesses us bountifully every single day. And Lord, I know sometimes we get bogged down with life and stress and um, all these other things that are going on in the world, but Lord, help us to remember to be grateful. Help us to remember your mission and purpose on this earth to seek and serve and save those that were lost. And Lord, may we have that same mission ourselves. We love you so much and we are so grateful for this opportunity to come before you. In your name we pray all of these things. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Bailey, for coming and sharing these thoughts on how we can be more happy and joyful and how that affects our health here on It Is Written Canada. My pleasure. Thank you. Friends, if you want to get more joy in your life, we have a book for you, our free offer. It is entitled, I want more blank in my life. So you fill in the blank. I want more joy in my life or confidence, peace, freedom, hope, rest, relaxation, you name it. 
this little book can help you find what you are searching for. Friends, if you want more joy in your life, we would like to recommend you to turn to God. Open the Bible, where it is recorded that Jesus found his joy in the word of his Father when he declared, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. A strategy that I would suggest for someone to get more joy in their life is exercise. Uh, exercise increases dopamine levels, serotonin levels. This is why individuals who are depressed, uh, they find benefit when they exercise. In fact, studies show that exercise and antidepressants might actually work almost equally as effective. So uh, exercise is really important for stimulating, uh, bringing joy. Because obviously there's a lot of factors, but exercise is definitely scientifically proven to really enhance uh, joy. So I want to encourage people to really tap into the benefits of exercise. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.